Yo, yo, welcome, welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks. You can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram. We're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today. So thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to the Millennials Podcast. My name is Meeks and I'm your host. And you can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on Instagram and other platforms. Welcome to the show where we discuss things that implicate and affect young adults, also known as millennials. In today's episode, I would like to get into what the purpose of mankind and womankind is. And this idea has come up lately because I've been reading a few white papers that are trying to make sense of the world that we live in from a humanist point of view. For example, I read this week a white paper written by Andreas and Horowitz, who are well-known venture capitalists that have made billions of dollars and they have had a play in a lot of different innovations in the tech sector. And so they wrote a white paper that essentially went into this idea of techno optimism. And the idea is that we can leverage technology to lead us into the new millennium where everything will be run by robots and we'll be happy to work with them, if not them working in us. It's a rosy view of the takeover of artificial intelligence. And I thought it was interesting how they used various philosophies from economists, sociologists, and a whole host of thinkers to justify this idea that we should be optimistic about the technical development of artificial intelligence technologies. So they go into Hayek, they go into a whole range of different sociologists making the claim that, you know, humans and artificial intelligence or robots can coexist to make the world a better place. And it's a very ambitious argument that they're making and one that some people may take into serious consideration, though for me, my perspective and my ideology and etiology is slightly different. And for which reason I thought it would be prudent for me to make this podcast to discuss alternative points of view. But before I go into that, I'd also like to mention that the major tech firm called Anthropic also has a white paper out that goes into why we need to embrace artificial intelligence. And of course, they have an AI program for sale that is known as Claude and Anthropic is well respected in the AI space. So they have a 33 minute white paper on their website as well. 33 minutes is an interesting number. So I'm always looking into the use of numerology in some of these issues. So we'll, we'll definitely Definitely go into that some of the time. However, it's a 33 minute long written white paper that goes into the advantages of AI, but also the possible problems that AI might procure in the world. So rather than taking a techno optimist point of view, Anthropic takes a more guarded point of view in regard to how we can create guardrails so that artificial intelligence basically doesn't run awry and take over our lives and take over our freedoms as many people fear and justifiably so, including myself. So I encourage you to check out those two articles. If you have the moment, just go to a16z.com and anthropic.com to take a look at those ideologies that are being put forth by the tech sector about how to look at the world and give us some level of a purpose-driven life. Again, I have qualms with these perspectives, which is why I think it's important for me to kind of jump in here and perhaps give my point of view in regard to the purpose for mankind. And as you well know, my position comes from one in which there is a creator being by the name of God who existed before time could even be defined, right? So if you read John's book, he says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And Christ is part of that word because he was made manifest and came to this world 
and lived for 33 years. Maybe this is why all these different articles are referencing the number 33 and was able to accomplish his purpose, which is to redeem humanity from the throes of death. Now, if we just backtrack and take a more Christian view about how things have played out, we know very well that humanity was created to basically fill the role of the fallen angels that were kicked out of heaven for their rebellion. That's one, at least one aspect of what my understanding of the purpose of humans might be. But more importantly, I think the purpose of humanity in the grand scheme of things is so that Christ and God the Father can show their love for beings that they create. And they do so by giving us this special gift that we have, which is known as free will. So free will is so important in terms of a religious perspective, but also from a constitutional perspective, which is why we have the Bill of Rights in the United States, for example, which enshrines this idea of free will and property rights, of course, in the pursuit of happiness. But in the Christian perspective, free will is the gift that separates us from other beings in the world and even angels, to be quite frank. But the Christian purview ultimately makes a lot more sense for me in terms of trying to understand the purpose of humanity. So let's let's think about this. So Lucifer was in heaven. He rebelled because he wanted to be just like God and therefore was given the opportunity to repent and come back to the folds of God and Christ. But he would do no such thing because he believed that he needed to be in the leadership of which he was a leader of the angels, but he wanted to be in the godly leadership, which is impossible because the leadership in heaven is pre-existing. In other words, Lucifer was a created being as, as such. We are also created beings. But in order to be God, you'd have to not be a created being. Right. So there's this condition of being God that there's no way that you or I or any angel can fulfill. And that I think was part of the problem with the angels that fell. They just didn't understand that in order to be God, you could not be a created being just on the onset. That's that's just the way the, the arrangement had to be. In any event, so fast forward to the Garden of Eden and we have Adam and Eve in there who are given this free will. And obviously we know how the story goes. Eve wanders away from her mans and is tempted to eat of the fruit in the center of the garden, which in itself was not a tarnished fruit, but it was the disobedience that caused them to basically be kicked out of Eden because Adam comes in and follows the same kind of direction that Eve had followed from the serpent that told them that they would know, be given the, the power to discern good and evil, which they did. But in doing so, they lost their first estate, just as the angels that fell lost their first estate. And so I come back to this idea of the purpose of humanity, which is twofold. One, in my personal view, we've been created to fill the void in heaven that was created by the fallen angels who were basically evicted from their first estate. You have to understand that heaven was a perfect, peaceful place. And therefore, when a third of them, according to John the Revelator, were thrown out of heaven, it was an incomplete, still perfect space. And therefore, God saw it fit to basically refill the space that was lost by the fallen angels. And this is an interesting perspective to take because who knows just about when the angels fell might be just about when God decided to create humanity to show that he had 
the ability to one, create a set of beings that would love him by their own free will. And it didn't necessarily show that we were compelled to love God, right? That was important for him to show to the angels that did not fall, that he was not an arbitrary God insofar as uh, Lucifer had claimed God was. And so if we look at man's purpose from that point of view, it's, it's very interesting to suppose that we're here to fulfill the plan of salvation from that perspective. The other more important perspective, of course, is that Christ took on the robe of man, hid his divinity in the robe of human flesh, came to earth, lived a holy and perfect life, tempted by the one who fell, not just three times as we're told, after he got baptized by John the Baptist in the desert, but multiple times up until he gave up the ghost on Calvary. So our purpose has been to be redeemed back to our Messiah who created us and created a pathway through which we could be redeemed. So if Christ hadn't come to earth, we would have been slaves of the prince of this world forever. And therefore sin would be eternalized in this plane. And you can imagine if you believe that there's other beings outside of earth, which most people in science and in Christianity believe, then this would be the only place in the universe that was tainted. And the Godhead apparently decided that that would not be a conducive situation for eternity. Therefore, a plan was created after Adam and Eve fell in which the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, would be able to come down to earth and redeem humanity. But here's the catch. The humans that were being redeemed still had to accept his free gift because by their own means, they had no way of extending their own lives. You know, it's been given to man to live no more than 120 years old for since, you know, the early days when guys lived almost a thousand years, like Methuselah, I think is the oldest man that, that lived till 969 years. So we only have 120 years on this earth tops and we have no power to extend that in as much as, you know, Silicon Valley guys are doing research and scientists are doing research on how to age slowly and how to extend life. Yeah, that's all well and good. You'll add 5, 10, 15, maybe 20 years to your life. But at the end of the day, we are still destined for the grave. And, you know, scientists and, you know, rogue Christians might argue that, you know, your soul goes to heaven after you die, for which there's no justification in the Bible. You are laid in the ground the day you die until the end, the end times when Christ comes back, when judgment has been carried out, meted out, and you have been found wanting, or you have been found redeemed and ready for glorification with Jesus Christ. That's the other purview that I think we need to really think about. And once you accept this plan of salvation, because we're flawed human beings that we all know, just look around the world, poverty, death, destruction. These are all things that humans have done since the fall of Adam and Eve. And and by the way, I should mention that it was Adam who was charged with the fall. At the end of the day, Adam was, he tried to play it off that it was Eve, but he was the man that was chosen to take care of his wife. And he failed insofar as one, he let her out of his space or she walked away. Who knows how that whole thing worked? And then two, accepted to kind of fall with her once he noticed that she had bitten the forbidden fruit, which again, it's about disobedience, not necessarily anything about the fruit. Okay. And therefore, the purpose of humanity is to prepare themselves for salvific grace and eternal redemption. That's it. Very simple. We're here not so that we can die and say, okay, we did amazing things. We were on the Forbes 100 list of greatest people or times 100. That's irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Because again, if we're looking at thousands and thousands of years of life after death in heaven for those who are redeemed, not, you know, the way people have made their life after death to mean the day you 
die, your soul goes to heaven or hell. No, not in that sense. In the sense that if you died and you were redeemed by Jesus Christ, insofar as you believed that he came to this earth in the flesh and still divine to basically take on the sins of the world for you and me, and you accepted that and lived according to his will and his commands, then therefore you deserve to be risen at the last day. That's the plan of salvation. That is the purpose of humanity, to live a righteous life until the day Christ returns or until the day that they pass and fall into the grave and they are raised from that grave to eternal life. Okay, so it's important for us to have context about the different ideologies that the world passes and that we know for a fact the good book, the Bible tells us. And at the end of the day, you have to make your decision. You have to see what makes sense to you. I just think it's important for you to understand that your purpose is a God given one and that ultimately you should be working to be part of the 144,000 that will be redeemed and that will be with God when he returns. That should be our goal. That should be our purpose. And our purpose should be manifest by how we treat people, how we go about our business every day. And of course, yes, we'll fall. We'll definitely fall. But it's how we get up and keep moving towards the goal, the goal of living a righteous life and hoping and praying that we get into the promised land so that we can live with our savior for eternity. And ultimately, I think that should be our mission in life. And we should strive to really try and get to that point. And I hope this podcast gives us some perspective in terms of how Silicon Valley and scientists and evolutionists and Darwinists are looking at your purpose in life and how I think Christ wants us to look at our purpose in life. For the Bible verse says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's that's our purpose. And everything that we, sh- that we do in life should be kind of directed towards that purpose, in my opinion. And if you look at your value as a human being and actually take stock that, man, I'm a created being of God. Like I have purpose. This is meaning in my life, regardless of my material conditions. There's a reason why I'm here. And what if that reason is to be one of the, you know, millions and billions of angels that were cast out of heaven? What if your purpose is to replace those angels that were cast out of their first estate because they chose not to be obedient? What a joyful day that will be when you find out that you're among that number. It's a privilege to be alive. And I think the world has tried to make it feel like, you know, it's nothing. It's not a big deal. Like you can do whatever you want because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It does matter. You are special. You are a created being. There is purpose in your life. You just have to believe that and start by trying to find out what God's plan for you is. We're just not taking time enough and taking stock enough of what God's plan for us is. And I would encourage people listening to this pod to connect with Christians, like-minded Christians who actually believe this message, who actually try and follow through this message. And as much as we're human and we'll fall, we still believe this message. I think that will give you a better perspective of what your life purpose, your life goals might be rather than, you know, trusting in what Silicon Valley is calling as being a techno optimist. I mean, what does that mean to the average person who is looking at life with so much despair? What is that a techno optimist actually mean, right? So build your house on the foundation that's firm. And if you think Darwin is firm enough for you, you know, to each her own, we all have that free will that I talked about earlier on. I just don't think Darwin can save you or any of these guys. And so I would really caution you to think seriously about beginning to connect with people who believe this message and see if this bears any fruit for you, because the other side is really not going to help you find and fulfill your purpose. 
it might give you some kind of temporary interest in, you know, money or, you know, whatever material interest you might have might be fulfilled. But ultimately, I think God's fulfillment of your purpose in life is to be the goal that you strive to attain. Well, I'm not going to keep it too long. So I want to thank you for joining us here today. And if you have any questions again, you know where to reach me. Thank you. That's the part. Yo, yo, welcome. Welcome to the millennials podcast my name is meeks you can find me at the young underscore pilgrim on instagram we're going to be discussing everything that implicates young people today so thanks for joining and we hope that you enjoy